And I like to say relationships over transactions because it's not about the deal. It's about the person. It's about the people. It's about the customers. And it's about the repeat business and the referrals. And I think it's true for any industry. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, like you said, I really like that about it's about the people, not the transactions. So, like, yeah, because a lot of people, they kind of focus on that short-term transaction and what's in it for them. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. if you're focusing on that, you're not going to get the end goal. But if you focus on actually developing the relationship, then you're going to get the money as, like, a byproduct of that if you actually genuinely focus on the relationship first. So, yeah, that's definitely powerful. So what are your sort of tips on actually being able to really develop a solid relationship that sort of leads to the end sale kind of thing? I think start out the conversation with what can I do for you instead of do you want to buy or sell or do you want to buy my product or, you know, please do this or do that and quit and, you know, not try to get them to do anything, but ask what I can do for, to help them. Um, you know, I, I think that that's just like the bottom line with anything because most business models and most coaches and most, you know, mainstream training for business and sales is all about trying to figure out what the customer can do for the, the, the business person or the real estate agent or the insurance salesman or whatever. But what I would like to try to address and, and have a message that, that goes viral is that is to teach people how to actually figure out what they can do for the customer instead of the reverse. Yeah, for sure. So if, if you can, if you can come into the relationship with what in the world can I do for you rather than buy this or buy that, you're going to have a much better result. And also nobody, people don't really want to deal with those type of salespeople who are just trying to get you to do something. You know, they want to deal with somebody who's real, who, who, who they feel like is looking out for them, who cares about what they got going on and why they're wanting to do what they want to do. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, I mean, another thing I saw on your website and then you also mentioned earlier that, um, you actually do like some real estate coaching for people for free. So why don't you yeah. talk a bit about that? And is that sort of part of your philosophy about building those relationships with people rather than focusing on the transaction? Is this, that kind of cross over there? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing exactly what I preach. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, telling you one thing and doing another. Right. So when I started speaking, writing, coaching, I did start out charging. You know, because I was thinking, uh, you know, I do a million dollars a year in, in income. I do over 100 deals a year as a single agent. Everybody's going to want to buy into my program and do my thing, right? Well, that's false, big time. Um, there were a lot of people that bought into it. Um, so when I got about eight months into it or so, or maybe even a year, I had 200 paying members. I had 200 agents paying me a monthly automatic subscription. And I woke up one day and I said, you know, I'm not coaching my real estate agents to run their real estate business. Like, like, like I'm coach, like I'm running my real estate business. I'm not running my coaching business the same way as I'm coaching them to run their real estate business. I'm, I'm coaching them to go after relationships. And here I am asking every agent to pay me this, and pay me that a hundred dollars here, a thousand dollars there, 200 here, 20 here. And so it's kind of like a light bulb went off and I decided to just go totally free. Cause what would happen is, is I would have 300 agents sign up for a webinar. A hundred of them would show up and one or two would actually buy the product. 
And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute, there's 300 people there that actually wanted help, right? But only two of them actually took advantage of the, the real, um, you know, the real value with what I'm trying to do. What if I opened it up to all 300 people, including the ones that didn't come to the webinar and just tell them everything I know for free, what kind of an impact would that bring on the industry? Yeah. And so it took me a minute to really visualize how I was going to do it in my mind. But once I figured it all out, I was like, man, it's genius because now I'm building a huge audience because it took me a year to get to a thousand YouTube subscribers. And now it's taken me six months. I'm almost to 7,500. Right. So it's, it's, there's a lot of growth that goes into giving away everything for free. And then, then it's just a matter of time before, you know, book deals, speeches, you know, sponsorships, stuff like that. And so I think it's, I think it's a thing where I'll actually make lots of money and do what I'm trying to do, which is reduce the failure rate in the real estate industry. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely going to be, yeah. When you're like providing that value, you definitely like, building your personal brands and yeah, that's definitely going to have a lot of um, opportunities sort of on the back end because it gives you like a lot of credibility and all that that comes with it as well. So that's definitely awesome. Um, yeah. And I mean, in your coaching program, I feel like one of the key goals for that is to sort of help people so that they might not make similar mistakes that you may have when you were just getting started. And I feel like that's definitely a powerful thing about learning from other people is because you have to learn from mistakes, but they don't have to be your own. But um, why don't you sort of talk about some of these sort of short-term mistakes you may have made, how people can avoid them, and how that ultimately sort of set you up for success, kind of thing. Uh, I think I think the biggest the biggest problems were like um, that, like I said in the beginning, I was just going after the deal. You know that that is a game changer. And the thing is, is it doesn't happen overnight. Once you hear that. It doesn't, it, it, you hit, you hear it and you think, oh, wow, that's cool. But then you don't really start implementing it. And then over time you, you, you dabble in it here and there. You say, Hey, what can I do for you here and there? And then you start to see the response people give you and how deep, the, deep you go with those relationships and how much more business you get from having that mindset. And then little by little, you just start to say, switch completely over to the, you know, value business instead of just trying to figure out how to take value you want to figure out how to give value so i mean it's really big for me um i think another thing is and it really wasn't a mistake but people are just scared they're scared to do any they're scared to make calls they're scared to do facebook ads and lose money they're scared to you know they're just scared to do stuff they're scared of what people think they're scared of whatever and all these fears, I mean, fear, fear is the biggest thing holding people back. And it's fear of stuff that's not even going to happen. It's not even true. You're assuming how things are going to go. You're assuming all this. And the fact is, is, is you can spend $2 a day on Facebook until you figure it out and then go all in when you do, you know, when you, when you make calls, there's a, if you make the calls, there's a chance you're going to do a deal. But if you don't make the calls, there's zero chance of yeah. you making that deal. I mean, there's just, and, and like when you lose a deal, when you lose a deal, that's the greatest thing that could ever happen to you because you learn something and you get all this future time back that you don't have to spend on that deal anymore. It's crazy how positive 
losing a deal is and people see it so negative and it gets them down and they start, they just think about it day and night and it really hurts them when they could spend that same energy and this new knowledge they just got from losing that deal and go get five more deals in the same amount of time. It's crazy how like abundance business is like th these are the principles I wish somebody would have would have told me when I first started. I'd be way further along. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like, I mean, a lot of people see those sort of setbacks of like losing a deal or just anything like around that when you're getting those short term losses. But like when you sort of switch that around and focus on like learning from that instead of just seeing it as a failure and then like stopping right there. But like when you see the potential in that, like you said, you can actually be able to learn from that and get a lot further. Like it's all about failing forward, I guess. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, there, there's no such thing as success. I mean, dude, f like losing a deal or failing at something is in every sense of the word progress. Yeah. Like, it, like where in that did you lose? You know what I mean? Um, but I'm guilty of it. I mean, when you lose a deal, you think you're going to make X amount of money and now you're not going to make X amount of money. And that's what you focus on the money part. You know, you don't, you don't, and it blinds you from all the positiveness that's going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I mean, another thing that you said sort of relating to that on your website that I saw is you said that everything that people fear is an amazing opportunity. So that's ties into the market crashing or, um, like we talked about losing a deal and things like that. And I know Warren Buffett also kind of talks about this, about, um, he has a quote that you should be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Um, so why don't you talk a bit more about that and looking for opportunities where sort of others might not be? Well, there's always an opportunity. Um, and that, and that's what people, people have scarcity mindsets. They think that when the market crashes, it all goes away and the, and that it's done and it's not going to be, I mean, there's, there's actually really smart people out there that think this way. Um, it blows my mind. I was, you know, I'm talking to people all the time that I look up to, you know, and they're thinking, you know, they're saying, you know, real estate might not be great all the time. Well, no, yes, it is. Um, even in the crash, there were still transactions happening every day. And what you have to see, see is like the buyers that buy when it's down, they want to buy, they want to buy right now while it's down before it goes up. And the sellers have to sell. They're in trouble. The market crashed. And so it, it creates this new environment of people that want to buy and want to sell right this second. It creates yeah. so much urgency, man, because they, they have to sell or they really want to buy as an investment because it's so cheap. Um, it's an amazing opportunity and all the agents leave the business because they're scared. You know, it crashed. And so there's so much business for, for you and me. And, and also if you take advantage of that situation and really work hard when it's down, you may not make as much money, but you're going to create so many more relationships. Whereas when the market rebounds, you're going to, you're going to have all this market share already acquired through relationships with people in the market that you're going to absolutely dominate. Then it's, it's going to be, you know, madness at that point. So I don't care what business you're really in. If you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna sit around and sulk about it, yeah, you're done you know, or sit around and complain about it. But if you'll put the work in to continue building those relationships with people that either you've talked to or you've never talked to before, you know, that that's the building blocks is communication and, and, and getting your name out there and continuing to push and push and push. 
too many people get to a certain point, say 100,000 a year or whatever, 200,000, 300,000, and then they quit pushing. And then when the market crashes, their income goes down and they're still not pushing and they don't know what's wrong. They're, they, they blame it on the market. When really, if they would just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing through all that, which is what they should be doing anyway, you know, it, it's, it's really simple stuff, man. You know, it's, it's, it's like when the stock market crashes. You buy more. You don't sell. You buy yeah. more. You buy more. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy how the mainstream, you know, or what the, the majority does in situations like that, you know. So, like, like, like Warren Buffett says, you got to do the opposite, right? Yeah. You got to do the opposite, and it's true. It's totally true. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so – um, you also, I mean, in your personal example, you also definitely like, it wasn't easy at first. Like it, you said you took, uh, it took you like eight months to get your first sale. So why don't you talk about that story and what it was like, like to start off with and why you were able to really be able to keep going? Well, I just don't give up, you know, most people do, but yeah. I, was, I don't know what give up means, you know? So I'm just going to keep doing it so that. The thing about me is I'll try different things. I won't keep doing the same thing over and over again that's not working. If something's not working, I'll try something else and try something else until I figure out what works, and then I go all in. And when I go all in, you don't want to see my all in. Like all, My all in is like insane. But when I got my real estate license, I thought, this is it. I'm done roofing houses. I'm retired from roofing. I'm fixing to be this crazy, rich real estate agent. And so I quit roofing and for 30 days I did real estate, didn't sell anything, but my bills were still coming in. So I had to leave real estate, come back to roofing. Now I'm roofing and doing real estate at the same time, uh, you know, in that first eight months. And so I was kind of doing real estate on the side because roofing's a full-time job. You can't just do it, you know, part of the time you're either on the roof or not. So that was tough, right? But I grew up roofing and I loved roofing, believe it or not. I actually love the physical hard labor. Um, and I was really young. So it wasn't like I was, you know, you know, it's not like I was, I'm, I, you know, 40 years old with the hurt back and stuff. Like I was, you know, 19, 20 in really good shape and I loved it. So, but I didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to do real estate because I knew I could help more people and make more money. So man, I just kept on pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to learn, learn, learn until I actually made that first sale once I made the first sale, it was like dominoes. I started doing two a month and I got right out of roofing and I was in real estate full time. After about a year or so, I looked back on that eight months of not selling anything and all the people I had talked to during that time and I realized there were probably two or three or four sales during that time I could have took advantage of, but I wasn't experienced enough to realize that what was going on. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have the skills of how to read people or what the lingo was, or I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to do. So there, you know, there, there's deals happening all around you. You know, so I try to tell real estate agents, closings are happening every single day, right? If you look in your MLS, there's hundreds of deals every day closing. So it's not a market problem, right? It's not that there are no deals. It's not that there's a shortage. There's a there's hundreds every day, thousands. It, it's a you problem. You haven't figured out how to be a part of these closings. 
And yeah. I'm telling you, it's real simple. It's relationships with people who are doing these deals. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, there's that saying about how the best investment you can make is in yourself. So I feel like that's definitely true is a lot of people might want to jump right into like making these investments and in, whether it be real estate or whatever it may be, but just in general, but really the best investment you can make early on is in yourself to be able to allow yourself to succeed in that and have the right mindset going forward. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with that sort of saying and stuff? Or? Oh, I absolutely believe in that. Um, to a certain degree, I think that too, there's a thin line with, with learning and researching and going to seminars and watching YouTubes and all this stuff and actually taking action and executing, right? There's a big line there because there's a lot of people out there who know a lot about how to succeed, but they're still going to seminars every weekend and they're still, they're not doing anything. They're just, yeah. they're, they're stuck in that, in that stage of trying to learn and research and, and develop um, and that's dangerous because you think that you're doing the right thing by learning more and more and more, but where do you draw the line and, and start executing on what you know? You know, yeah. that, that, that's a big problem out there to tell you the truth. So I'm a big component of uh, self-development, big, huge, huge component of it. I spend lots of money on different coaches and programs and books and all this stuff. Um, but I'm pretty smart about it. Who, who I spend it on, what, what I do with it. Cause I've, I've been through all the stages of throwing my money away. Cause there's a lot of wannabe coaches and wannabe programs out there that aren't what they're all cracked up to be. It's another thing you got to watch out for, but you got to kind of go through that and lose some money and kind of figure it all out. And, you know, <clears throat> before you actually get where you want to go, but no, I'm a big component of it. Um, you got to do it. But once you get to where you figured a few things out, execute. Yeah, definitely. I heard, I remember hearing, uh, hearing Gary Vaynerchuk talking a bit about that. I mean, he talks a lot about that, but uh, he was saying once that it gets to the point where you can't just read about doing push-ups. So that's kind of like what you were talking about. You can't just be reading about doing this stuff if you're not actually doing the work. You have to just, it gets to the point where you just kind of have to do it. But yeah, definitely it is important at the start to learn, but then also be applying it you're learning it's it's about like the balance of both for sure mm -hmm. yeah i mean i haven't been to a seminar or anything in so long you know uh, i've went to very few in the beginning you know because it takes so much time to travel and then to go there and to spend a day you know i was always more of a read a book kind of guy that i could do at night where it didn't interfere with my day-to-day -day execution yeah and so just just be smart guys people that are listening be smart about how you allocate your time to self-develop and make sure that it's, you're not infringing on execution time because here, here's the, here's the bottom line Tegan. Yeah. There's two types of education, right? And you got to have both to succeed. There's the kind you get from all the researching and seminars and books and all that stuff. And then there's the kind you get from experience of being in the field and making those mistakes and going through the processes and learn how everything works in real life. And see, yeah. the problem is too many people are so far educated, right? And they think that that's what's going to get them to the top of the mountain. But they have to go through, there's this other part of it that they got to go through all these years of, of the process, of the toughness, of, of the trenches, you know, to, 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 to combine that with what you've learned in the, in the, in the seminars and books and, and, and all that stuff. You have to combine that. And that's when you, that's when you really become that supernatural 
salesperson or that supernatural business person is when you've combined experience and the research. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, you were talking also about how you like sort of read books and that kind of stuff to always still be learning and like developing your skills as well. But then you're also obviously putting in the work and actually executing on that. But in regards to sort of setting yourself up for success daily, what kind of things do you do each day as like, do you have a specific routine or morning routine or whatever that you do to sort of set yourself up for success? Yeah. Every morning I get up at four 30. Um, I run or, or ride a bike for 30 minutes to an hour and then I eat a big breakfast and then I go to the gym for another hour and power lift. And then I'm at the office before eight o'clock and then I sit down for 15 minutes and study my business and make notes on what all is most important going on. And I really kind of use that time as my, to myself to kind of meditate about exactly what's going on. And then I have everything prioritized and then I can just crush the rest of the day because I know exactly what's going to make me most productive, who I need to talk to, where I need to be and what I need to do. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like when you sort of lay your day out that way and sort of know what your priorities are, then that's when you're going to be a lot more productive because you can just keep it simple and just like be super focused on getting the things done that you need to do and not be, like living reactively to your surroundings, but actually like proactively designing like your success kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. yeah. I think it's okay to be a little reactive, you know, Yeah. Uh, throw a little reactiveness in the mix, but have a really good structure of, uh, what your morning routine is. Um, you know, I, I like the four thirty to eight o'clock because nobody's calling my phone. Yeah. You know, I can really focus on me and what I'm thinking and what I got going on. And then I can focus on and make notes of my business and then I'm ready to roll. Yeah, definitely. And another good thing about that sort of morning routine is then you're getting out super early and then that just sort of, when you have that sort of sense of accomplishment of getting so much done before most people are even waking up, then that really, sure it just gets the momentum rolling for the day and then you're just going to be able to succeed for the rest of the day basically takes it to a whole another level yeah definitely <laughs> um yeah so kind of taking it back now a little bit i just kind of wanted to talk about um sort of when you were younger did you ever notice like as a young kid like did you have certain traits or characteristics that sort of you think allowed you to be successful as a real estate agent and sort of entrepreneur or um, just sort of talk a bit about that. Yeah. I always wanted to figure stuff out, you know, everything. And I wanted to be the best at everything, you know, so any sports I did, any, you know, anything fishing, you know, whatever. Uh, I was, I, I, I was super focused on stuff. Um, you know, I would want to be the best. It was kind of an obsessive thing. Um, you know, but that's kind of what made me happy was, was, was just that, that push, like pushing to try to get a little better, a little better. And it was the same way in school. Um, so yeah, those were all, you know, traits that I felt like in my mind, I've always been right here where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like I visualized all this long ago and like, this is nothing compared to where I'm going, you know, and like I see it all. So it's all about visualizing and, um, you know, like I used to take, um, like, uh, remote control, like electronics and stuff apart, you know, and try to figure out stuff and try to invent little things and stuff like that. I was always trying to figure things out and try to do something different to try to be a little better or try to get the edge. 
and stuff like that. And, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, like hard work was really the edge for me because I was never super talented at anything. You know, I played guitar. I wasn't super talented. I was okay, but I worked really hard at it. Ended up being okay. Um, stuff like that. Like, like, you know, that's the one thing you can control is how hard you're going to actually work and focus and be determined with something versus not being talented, you know, because even the talented people have to work hard. And a yeah. lot of people think, oh, they're talented, but so, you know, I don't have a chance. No, actually, you do have a chance if that talented person doesn't work hard over the course of two years and you put the work in, you're going to beat him, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. So I yeah. learned that really early on. Yeah, definitely. Especially like in this day and age, like people that are naturally talented are like constantly being passed by the people that are able to actually like put in the work. And I mean, with all of this information that's like super available to us, it's super easy. If you are able to put in the work, then you definitely can develop the skills or do the things you need to have, like pass those people by. So that's definitely for sure. And the, all those things you mentioned are definitely key, like problem solving and just having a like hungriness to want to or like also that competitiveness those are all sort of definitely key things to be successful as an entrepreneur and as a real estate agent and whatever it may be just in life in general so yeah for sure um yeah so also in regards to sort of building your personal brand i feel like that definitely carries over from what we were talking about earlier about sort of building relationships with people and that kind of stuff but just obviously at a bigger scale so why don't you sort of give some tips to the audience if they may be looking to sort of build their personal brand and how they can sort of reach more people and impact more people. What are your sort of tips for that? I think you got to have, figure out what you what you love, what your passion, what, what you want to build your personal brand around, you know, and a lot of people don't know that in the beginning, they have to go through life a little bit before they actually figure out what they're really good at. You know, you want to be good at something. You want to have something you, you that, that you bring to the table, something you bring to the conversation. Um, there's a lot of people building personal brands around stuff they don't know anything about, you know, and they're not going to win. Um, you know, so that's the first thing is, is something that you really know a lot about, bring a lot of value and you're really passionate about. Okay. Because the thing is, it's going to be hard either way, whether you, it's good, it's hard to build a personal brand that, that means something. So whether you, you, if, if you, if you like it or if you don't like it, it's going to be hard either way. So you better like it. Cause if you don't like it, it's going to really suck. So yeah. that's the first thing, you know, the, the, the second thing is from there, you got to have the right intentions with people. You know, you really have to show them that you care about them, not just trying to get something out of them. Yeah. You know, um, that, that's a big, that's a big thing. But so outside of those, you know, key mindset points, there's the technical stuff, right? Social media. I mean, as a real estate agent, I never touched social media. Um, I didn't need it at all. Uh, you know, I did everything through phone calls and emails and, and face to face and stuff like that. Um, still could be very successful without it. But last year when I got into the coaching, that's an industry that you have to do social media because I'm trying to reach people, not just in my local market here, but you know, worldwide. There's agents all over the world. I have close to 5,000 5, agents in the program and they're all over the world. And so um, the social media thing is this. Start immediately and, and put out good content, right? And your content's not going to be the best in the beginning. 
but start putting out content and then build on the quality of it as you go. Right. But the, but the, but the bottom line is, is to start and to start making it happen because the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to grow because you have to start this process at some point and it's not going to get any easier if you wait. Right. So go ahead and go through those beginning stages of not having any followers and not putting out great content. Right. And go through that. And that's good because you're not putting out a lot of good content right now at the beginning. Right. But that's good because not hardly anybody's seeing it either. And so you're practicing, you're practicing, you're, you're, for, you're practicing for when you hit 5,000 followers, 10,000 followers, 20, you're practicing now for that. So put in the work and put in the practice, right? So start developing your content around what you love and what your thoughts are and what you got going on, right? And then start dabbling in ads, start dabbling in Facebook targeted ads, start dabbling in Instagram ads, start dabbling in and YouTube ads start dabbling in all the different ads that you can spend very little money, reach a lot of people, right? And start getting your message out there and then just be patient and put that daily work in and just let it build. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely key to just really just get started. Cause I mean, it's like not going to be good at first, but as long as you're getting it out there, then you're going to improve as you go. So you definitely yeah. just have to get started and, get that momentum going for sure. Yeah. 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 Momentum is a big, big thing, big, big thing. And once you get it, you don't want to let it go. Yeah. You want to keep pushing it and keep pushing it because momentum is something that's unlimited. You'll, you'll never reach maximum momentum, yeah. you know, like you'll never reach it. So why would you stop pushing it? At it? I mean, there's people with 20 million followers, hundred million followers. Okay. So I don't care how many, you know, okay. You got to 10 million, uh, that doesn't matter because there's people with 120 million, right? Yeah. So there's no reason why you shouldn't keep pushing and shoving and pushing, you know, to get that momentum going higher and higher and higher. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like those people that like, like you said, if they get to like 10 million and then they're just comfortable with that and they don't keep pushing, then I feel like that's when they start then going backwards. And like, I mean, there's a quote I remember hearing about, um, I don't know, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something about how, in life, you're never just standing still. You're always either moving forwards or backwards. So if you're not yeah. constantly pushing that momentum forwards, then you're going to end up going backwards the other way. So you always have to keep pushing and keep improving yourself and keep on moving forward with that. There's no, there's no such thing as maintaining. Yeah. You're either, you're either, you're either going down or up. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Now, what I, yeah. I like to do, like if I have a slumpy day where I don't feel like I'm not feeling it, which rarely happens, but if I'm just really tired because I do get up early and I do go hard all day and I have one of those days where I'm just not like, I don't have all the energy I normally have and all this stuff, to me, it's like a marathon, right? If I get tired, I don't want to start walking, right? But maybe I'm not breaking records, but I'm still, I'm still just, I'm still moving forward. I'm still, I'm still going you know, left, right, left, right, left, right. Um, I'm not trying to kill myself or like, you know, be the best today, but I want to keep that momentum. I don't want to lose that momentum. I want to do everything I can to, to, to keep it going. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Like if you're doing like a huge, like whatever, like insane amount thing in one day, but as long as you're just moving forward and like, really that's all it is, is just moving forward farther than you were yesterday and just constantly like, it's better to, I feel like it's better to be moving just a little bit each day than to have like a huge dump and then 
not move for a while and then have a huge jump. Like it's good to just always be moving at least even just like a tiny bit and just yeah. always gaining that momentum. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you, we sort of mentioned earlier that you were the number one Remax agent in Alabama in 2017. And then you also had $150 million in career sales. So what would mm-hmm. you say if you had to choose just like one key thing, what would you say is the number one thing that allowed you to do this and have this like success? Uh, adapting, you know, and, um, working 15 hours a day for 15 years and just adapting. Yeah, definitely. Adaptability is definitely like a key thing in like whatever it is that you're doing. You have to always like those that are able to really adapt to what's happening are the ones that are going to succeed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, the world's changing every day, right? On top of the fact that you still haven't figured out what really works anyway in today's current situation, not to mention it's changing every day. So yeah. not only do you have to adapt, if everything stayed the same, you would still have to adapt because you still have to figure out what does work. Yeah. But on top of that moving target, everything's changing every day. So it's, it's like, it, I mean, the, the, the adaption rate is higher than what you really think. You know, you really need to be trying new things all the time. You really need to be um, paying attention to what works and what doesn't work, you know, and where you're spending your time. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so to just kind of wrap up here, why don't you kind of share what your number one piece of advice would be if, let's say you got even just 60 seconds to share like your number one piece of advice, if you could share it to everyone on earth, what would you say? Well, I guess I would say that, um, if you really, really, really want what you say you want, if you want to be successful, if you want to be the best, if you want to be the top, you got to understand how much work goes behind it, right? Nothing's going to just happen at all. And I think the first thing is, is you got to believe, you got to believe that, that you can do it. You got to believe that it can happen. You got to look at the other people that did what you want to do and just look at them and say, okay, I can do that. Right. You got to believe 100%. Then you got to put in the work, right? Once you believe, then you put in the work. Once you start putting in the work, then you got to start adapting. Right. And then if you can put those three things together, if you can believe, work hard and adapt and then be patient on top of that, then you're going to win big. Right. Those are the four keys to long-term success. And, and I, if somebody's not as successful as they want to be or not successful at all, I can talk to them for five minutes and tell you which four of those key, key points they're missing. They either don't believe, they're either not working hard, they're either not adapting, or they're just not patient, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people believe, right? And out of those people, very few work hard. And out of the people that believe and, and work hard, very few adapt. And out of the people that believe, work hard, and adapt, even fewer are patient. Yeah. On top of all that. So I think if I could leave anything with you guys, it would be that. Just focus, figure out what you love, go after it, and just believe. Definitely. That's super great advice for people to end off here. So, um, yeah, why don't you just kind of share now where the listeners can find you if they might want to reach out or just to follow your journey or maybe even get that free course you offer or whatever it may be. All my stuff is at zero to diamondcom um, you can go there. All my social media stuff's there. The free course is there. We do live training every other week. Um, Instagram at Ricky Caruth. This is uh, YouTube at Ricky Caruth. 
you know, Facebook uh, group, Zero to Diamond. Um, there's all kinds of ways. Just hit me up in any way possible, uh, and I'll be sure to get back to you. And uh, if you guys have any questions at all. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, so, yeah, thanks for being on the show. And listeners, I'll see you again on the next episode.